At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. to the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of your Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us once again on the HHC, where it's been a very busy 24 hours of Hornets news. The 2021-2022 NBA schedule is out, and we've got all the details on the Hornets slate for the upcoming season. Helping me discuss is Rob Longo, my producer from the Hornets Radio Network. And Rob, I've heard people describe this day like it's Christmas Day and you're opening your presents. How would you describe schedule release day? That's pretty accurate. I woke up this morning and I was like, this is great. I mean, I really do feel like a kid on Christmas morning just because of that anticipation. I mean, obviously there's some things to look forward to after the previous season ends. You have the draft, you have summer league, you have free agency, but you're always wondering, all right, what's the schedule look like for next year? Because you're always looking forward to that next season and seeing what the matchups are. You know, how many times are the Hornets going to be on national TV? That was a big question this offseason, making that jump. I mean, you know, a lot of people referred to Charlotte as the league pass darlings. And now all of a sudden, are are they going to make that jump to network primetime TV? And, you know, we'll get to that in a little bit, but I really am super excited, just super excited to finally get the schedule, finally put some dates on the calendar and kind of go from there and see what the Hornets can do this upcoming season. And you already, if you've got your schedule in front of you, have the opportunity to get your plans in for single game ticket sales because they go on sale to the general public Sunday, August 22nd at 10 a.m. You can go to Hornets.com, Ticketmaster.com, Hornets app, and 1-800-4NBATIX, the number to dial to get your single game tickets for the upcoming 2021-2022 season. For me, it's not quite like opening presents on Christmas. It's more like the day, I'm going to date myself here a little bit, this is the day that the Toys R Us catalog arrives in the mail. So you get to circle all the things that you wanted 
It doesn't mean they're going to show up. It doesn't mean they're going to be as cool as they look in the picture. It doesn't mean you're gonna get not going to get socks for one of the gifts. It means the pictures are out, and we get to imagine what it's going to be like on all of these different days. And whether or not it's going to be a, a Merry Christmas or not, that still remains to be seen. But... Are we excited to see the catalog? Heck yeah, we are excited to see the catalog. Let's get a look at some of these gifts. You just unlocked a memory in my brain that's been back there for so long. I remember going through when I the calendar comes out in November or whatever, and when I had it, it was stickers. And you would put the stickers on it and be like, yo, this is the number one thing, this is that. So that was a really good analogy. I mean, that was... That's golf clap all around. Thank yeah. you. Thank let's, you. Let's go ahead and dive right into this. D- dog earring the pages was a useless thing because it's just our, our, it was every everything. page is folded now. This is great. <laughs> Another piece of Hornets news that we will touch on. First off, in terms of the schedule, we got a lot to talk about in this. Some individual games that were really enticing and some weekends that we're excited to see, including late January, marquee weekend, I'd say, for the Hornets. Really, anytime these two teams come to town and some of their star players, it's a big deal. But Hornets are going to host the Lakers and Clippers. Clippers Friday, January 28th, and Sunday, January 30th. That is going to be an outstanding weekend of basketball, just looking at the star power of those two teams and their star players, including LeBron James. As I mentioned, single-game tickets will be on sale shortly, so go ahead, get that number dialed quickly, get online quickly, because I doubt tickets are going to be remaining as we get closer and closer to those dates. But we'll talk about the most important week of the season as we see it on this schedule, what we think is the most difficult week, what might be the easiest week on the schedule. We're going to talk about all those things and give a little bit more diagnosis on what this calendar really looks like for the Hornets. And you have the opportunity to see all throughout this season. Again, season ticket packages are available now. You can have the Hive Society membership or a Pick 23 plan. You mix and match for this upcoming 2021-2022 season. They're both on sale now. Hive Society memberships include all 43 regular season and preseason games. Starts as low as $48 per game on average in the lower level and as low as $12 per game on average in the upper level. And then with the Pick 23 plans, you get opening night and 22 additional games of your choice. So you can get that Lakers-Clippers weekend. Maybe you want to target that early season weekend where former Hornet Kemba Walker and the New York Knicks come to town Friday, November 12th, and then follow that up on Sunday with a visit from Charlotte native and two-time NBA MVP Stephen Curry and the Golden State Warriors. Those games are options for you if you choose the Pick 23 plan. It starts at $64 per game on average in the lower level and as low as $14 per game on average in the upper level. For information on Hive Society memberships and Pick 23 plans, visit Hornets.com or you can call 704 Hornets. All right, we're going to get back to the schedule. Our top line takeaways. What does the first half and the second half look like? They're very, very different. You know, sometimes you see trends and we definitely see them in this schedule here. We'll talk about that next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Be sure to check out the Hornets Fan Shop at Spectrum Center. Now open Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Check out all the newest Hornets gear or grab a new pair of J's. It's an easy trip on the light rail. Or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 at HornetsFanshop.com. Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on the HHC. It is scheduled release day, or I guess the schedule release 24 hours is when we are posting this podcast. But a couple of items 
items we want to talk about here before we get into our superlatives. We'll talk about our most important week, difficult week, easiest week as we see it on this schedule in our third and final segment. But splitting the schedule into halves, there is a very clear difference between the first half and the second half. The first half is extremely road heavy for the Hornets. They are going to be on the road 22 out of 34 games before Christmas. So before we put up the tree in Charlotte, or I guess take down the tree in Charlotte, the team will have played more than half of their road games, including both of their West Coast stretches. So it's a very difficult and challenging part of the schedule when you factor in those very long road trips to the West Coast. But on top of that, you're just playing a mountain of road games that That's a big challenge for any team, particularly one who's trying to get over that hump and end that playoff drought. And it's similar to what we saw last season with this team. I mean, the big question for the Hornets last year was that West Coast swing, I believe it was, what, March, right after the All-Star break. I mean, it was a really brutal road trip. I mean, LaMelo Ball got injured during that road trip as well. And that was the one that we kind of pinpointed when we were talking on the podcast at that point as the pivotal road trip of the season. And there's kind of two options once we get to that in our third segment. But, I mean, at least when you look at it in a positive, if you're trying to look at it in a positive light, then yeah, both of those road trips are done before even halfway through Christmas. I mean, all-star break, whatever you want to point at. That home schedule later on in the season, maybe you need that home court advantage, especially going down the stretch. I mean, you're tired, your legs are a little weary, you've been playing basketball for how many months now, and you get the home crowd behind you as you're trying to make, hopefully, a playoff push. So yeah, I mean, I think it's going to build you up resiliency-wise to have those two road trips early in the year, and it's going to be mentally draining. It's just kind of like that apex of the roller coaster. I mean, you're climbing, you're climbing, you're climbing, and hopefully once you get to January and February, it's kind of all downhill from there. And I do look at it from a couple of perspectives. One is, you know, the Hornets were really good out of the gates last year and really handled the West Coast road trips pretty well, to be quite honest. If Charlotte can do that again, you should have all kinds of confidence that if you are healthy in the second half, you can really build on what would already be a a good platform without having to worry about all right now we're going on the road for 10 days or now we've got you know it's not just that you're going on the road it's that there's still a lot of really powerful teams like the Clippers and Lakers and Jazz and Nuggets that you have to worry about when you go west not to leave out the Phoenix Suns who of course are the Western Conference champions or defending Western Conference champions so that aspect of it is there if you can do well early in the season play 500 on the road whatever your metric is you've got a much easier schedule on the back half the other way of looking at it is this even if you do struggle like let's take a team like Washington last year they really struggled first half of the season well they were able to rebound turn it around and get right in the second half of the season actually make it into the playoffs for the Hornets if by chance things don't go well against some of these elite teams on these difficult road trips the schedule gives you opportunities on the back half in terms of home games to try and get back in the right direction and still make the playoffs no matter how it goes early on and and that I think is the other way to look at this 22 of the first 34 games are on the road well 21 of the last 33 games are at home it is extremely home heavy in the months of february march and april and that is an advantage always for for the hornets that is your time to uh, hopefully take advantage of the schedule some home cooking sleeping in your own bed and uh, try and make that final push into the playoffs something the hornets got close to doing i don't think the schedule had much to do with it last year injuries were definitely the primary factor but if we can avoid if the team can avoid injuries being the primary factor this year i like the way the schedule lines up and of course keep in mind too the play-in tournament is back this upcoming season so that's something to keep in mind the play-in tournament 
Carolina has been great from a drama standpoint. I mean, almost every team is in it. You're going to see a lot more movement, a lot more players, a lot more buyers at the trade deadline, I think. you know, And we saw that last season as well. So just again, something to keep in mind of. You're trying to lock up that top six spot in the Eastern Conference. And again, that home cooking, hopefully... You know, when the weather is starting to heat up, the Hornets are starting to heat up, the Hive is starting to come alive a little bit more. I mean, it just kind of makes for a perfect storm going down the stretch of the regular season. And to that end, the, the last week of the season, you look at the schedule, Miami, Orlando, Chicago, Washington, two home, two road in there. Most people looking at these squads see Washington as a team that's possibly a competitor for, you know, somewhere in that five to ten range. So I'm not trying to to downgrade, but I'm saying these are teams that most people are not pegging as an automatic lock for a top four spot the way they do with Milwaukee and Philadelphia and Brooklyn. So they're important games that could have additional meaning at that point in the schedule. Do I think Miami is really going to be in danger of falling into the play-in turn? Personally, I don't. But could they? Yes, absolutely they could. Similarly, do I think Orlando is really going to be fighting for a play-in tournament spot? Based off how last year went and how the roster looks with how much youth they have there, it's less likely than some of the other teams. But could they be? Absolutely. So you see some very important games and a good portion of them at home at that portion of the season. One last thing to touch on in terms of big picture here is nationally televised games. We have more for the Hornets than there were last year. Frankly, there are more overall games, so I think percentage-wise we're probably about the same spot uh, last year. I would be surprised if with LaMelo Ball and hopefully how this team performs, more games aren't added to the nationally televised schedule in terms of things being flexed in at some point. One thing I would like to see, quite frankly, in terms of taking something from the pandemic, I wouldn't have minded if they had selected the nationally televised games for the second half season a little later down the road. Maybe not wait as late as they did last year where there was an actual second half schedule release, but I think that was one fun thing, and it, it kind of doesn't pigeonhole you into certain games and matchups. Some matchups are always going to be great, like, you know, Lakers versus Nets, that's on the schedule. That's going to be nationally televised. We don't have a question about that, but some of these games that are on the margins, why not wait? Why not? I think it, it would benefit the Hornets in terms of more nationally televised games, but that's neither here nor there. For now, the ones we know will be on national TV. These are all ESPN. October 29th at Miami. I think that's a very interesting matchup. I think Miami, with the benefit of more rest this offseason, as opposed to what they had coming out of the bubble, going right into another regular season, I think they will be better. Plus, of course, the moves they made at Golden State November 3rd. Hornets versus favorite son of Charlotte, Stephen Curry. That's always fun. That should be a great game, and it kicks off a long West Coast road trip as well for the Purple and Teal. You've got January 19th at Boston. Boston, very different looking Boston team from a year ago, both in terms of how the front office and the coaching staff is structured as well as the roster should be a really good game. And you've got Wednesday, February 9th versus Chicago. You knew there was going to be a ball versus ball matchup on national TV. So there it is. They uh, decided to punt that one a little down the road. Just didn't take advantage of earlier matchups with Chicago, but the national TV broadcast will be in the Queen City in Charlotte for that one Wednesday, February 9th. Rob, what are your thoughts on the nationally televised games on the schedule. Of course, we were hoping for more, especially after last season. But to your point that you made about the kind of uh, I viewed it as if you wait until the second half of the season, it's almost like flex scheduling that you see in the NFL. I mean, they have the ability to kind of swap some games out what week, you know, 15 through whatever, how many weeks are now 18. And then if you're able to get NBA TV, there's a couple of NBA TV games on there. If you have that available in your home, you got Monday, November 8th, 
at the Lakers. Of course, that'd be a 10-30 start. Milwaukee, Monday, January 10th at 7 is also an NBA TV game. Milwaukee, again, on the road, February 28th at 8 o'clock. And then you have March 19th against Dallas at home here in Queen City at 7 o'clock as well. So, you know, if you happen to be out of market, you don't get Bali Sports or you just don't want to listen to us on the radio for whatever reason, I don't have any hard feelings. Sam might. I won't speak on his behalf. But, you know, you can catch us on NBA TV as well. So, I mean, that's a little bit more of an incentive. Of course, you know, NBA TV is going to carry some more games throughout the season. But again, when you think about it, it's still just nice to have some recognition here in the Queen City. Hornets 2021-2022 schedule is out. Hopefully you've all had a chance to pick through, pick out some of your favorite games and single game tickets are going to be on sale to the general public starting Sunday, August 22nd at 10 a.m. You can go to Hornets.com or Ticketmaster.com to purchase. You can also do so through the Hornets app or on the phone at one 800 for nbatix When we return, it is time to pick some superlatives of this schedule. What's the most important week on the calendar? What's the most difficult week on the schedule? What might be the easiest week on the schedule? We'll talk about all those next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, the buzz is building. For season ticket packages for the 2021-2022 season, call 704-HORNETS or visit hornets.com to chat live with a season ticket representative. Lock in your price today. Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on the HHC. Schedule is out for the 2021-2022 season. First half, very road heavy, but a lot of really interesting and important matchups. Second half, much more home heavy. Get your tickets. Get them locked in. Make sure you're coming out to see all these great games, including the Battle of the Ball Brothers, LaMelo taking on older brother Lonzo when the Chicago Bulls come to town Wednesday, February 9th. That will be a nationally televised game on ESPN. You've got the visit of Stephen Curry, one of Charlotte's favorite sons, the Charlotte native two-time NBA MVP. He will be in town on Sunday, November 14th, part of a great weekend. And speaking of great weekends, January 28th through the 30th, Friday to Sunday, the Lakers followed by the Clippers. Friday night, it's the Lakers. Sunday matinee against Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers should be some of the better games on the calendar. They are always uh, hotly anticipated whenever you see some nationally perennial all-star type names and prominent teams come to town. So get your tickets. Again, Hornets.com, Ticketmaster.com, the Hornets mobile app, and 1-800-4-NBA-T-I-X. Tickets go on sale for single games for the general public on Sunday, August 22nd. Without further ado, Rob Longo, my producer here on the Hornets Radio Network. I'm Sam Farber. We are going to give the weeks to watch for. Rob, here are the rules. Rob rules in effect. You and I will pick the six to eight day period of the schedule that most closely fits the following categories, okay? And six to eight days means days, not six to eight games. You don't have to bridge over the all-star break. You got to be very specific here. We're going to start with the most difficult week on the schedule. Rob, what is the most difficult week, in your opinion, on this 2021-2022 Hornets schedule? Well, in typical Rob fashion, my most difficult stretched about two weeks. So let me whittle that down here. It's towards the end of the season, beginning March 23rd, running to March 30th. It is a game against New York. You got a day off. Then you have a game against Utah at home. Day off at Brooklyn. 
back-to-back, got to come home and play Denver at home, and then you're back to New York on March 30th. That just seems like a brutal stretch for me. Extended out, there's a couple more difficult games as well, but I will restrain it to only seven days. That is my most difficult stretch of the season. I had that one kind of circled as a possibility as well. I would kind of fiddle with the margins instead of saying the opening game against New York in Charlotte on March 23rd. I would start it with the Friday game you mentioned against Utah and stretch it to at Philadelphia because Philadelphia is certainly a power. To me, it's it's. do you include Philadelphia or do you include New York? Philadelphia on the road, I think, would the, throw in there. They so. were all playoff teams last year, so pick your poison. True. I'll say this. For most difficult week on the calendar, I'm going to say part of the second Western Conference road trip, Friday, December 17th through Thursday, December 23rd as the most difficult week. You've got a back-to-back in there, an at Phoenix followed by an at Utah. All four of these teams were playoff teams from a year ago. It's a difficult portion of the schedule, and unlike the one that you picked, I think there's some well, it's a difficult part of the schedule. There's nowhere really to, to hide. There's no like, oh, we're throwing in this team that's probably going to be near the top of the lottery next year. No, none of that is there. All four of these teams are very powerful, at least how they're constructed right now. You always have to throw in that caveat in the NBA. But I would say December 17th through 23rd, most difficult on my viewing of this schedule. Not impossible. Horns performed well last year. They got a win at Phoenix, of course, So, uh, and they were very competitive at Portland, too. So we'll see how things fare for that part of the calendar when it's actually played out. How about easiest week on the schedule? Quite frankly, I don't think there are a lot of easy weeks on this schedule, but Rob, I'm forcing you to pick one. Easiest week of the 2021-2022 Hornets regular season schedule. Yeah, this took me a while to just try to find some sort of ease in the schedule, and there's not a lot of it. I mean, the month of February as a whole, I guess, would be considered fairly easy compared to everything else, but there's a little bit of a stretch. I was going to extend it from February 9th to February 15th, but I'll exclude the Chicago game just because the Hornets didn't have a lot of luck against the Bulls last year, and we don't know what Chicago's going to look like with all of their free agent acquisitions and how they've retooled that roster over this offseason. So I'm going to go from Friday, February 11th, to Tuesday, February 15th. It's only a three-game stretch at Detroit on a Friday at 7 o'clock. And then you got to play a back-to-back and come home against Memphis at 7 o'clock. And then you're on the road Tuesday at Minnesota for an 8 p.m. Eastern time tip. Again, there's not a lot of easy selections in this schedule, but I think the fact that at least you have teams like Detroit and teams like Minnesota in that span help. Obviously, Memphis was a playoff team last year going through the play-in tournament, but I guess if you had to pick three games that were a little bit of an easy stretch that's probably about the best it's going to get this season for the Hornets yeah I think that's acceptable and I think you know you might include on either end of that either the the Chicago game or the Miami game not that they're easy but they're at least at home so you know if you want to stretch it out to a full week I think you could I'm with you there there's not a whole lot of easy weeks part of that is where the Hornets are in their development this is an improving team the number of squads that are clearly championship contenders and some would say are, are a, a class above at least what the Hornets have been able to demonstrate for a full season to this point in this current generation. There's more teams in that category than teams that we feel right now are clearly already extremely close to fighting for ping pong balls. Like it's not going to take a whole lot of convincing for some of these teams to say, all right, good try guys, but uh, you know, let's work on development, not necessarily try and flail at a championship that we're unlikely to achieve at this stage of the game. So, you know, finding those teams grouped together on the calendar is difficult to do. One area I thought it was, and it's still challenging because so many of these games are on the road, but Monday, November 22nd through Saturday, the 
27th, you see a grouping of teams where they're either high lottery squads or have a chance to fall into that area. You know, Washington, I think we all kind of have a, a jaded view of because they were so bad in the early portion of the regular season. So which Wizards team are we going to see? The one that was awful to start the year or the one that rallied and made the playoffs by season's end? Uh, it's a question that needs to be answered. And of course, they've made some changes to the roster as well. But Monday, the 22nd of that stretch, the team plays in our nation's capital at Washington. Two days later at Orlando, who is a high lottery team and they're very, very young coming into this season. Then at home against Minnesota, very young high lottery team, potentially again. They do have some talented pieces. I'm, I'm not saying they don't, but based off recent performance, they were not very good. And then you follow that up with night two of a back-to-back at Houston. That's the most difficult part of this, but Houston extremely young too. So in terms of the opponents, I think it's an easier part of the schedule in terms of the logistics of it all. It's an incredibly difficult part of the schedule, which goes back to my previous point. There are no easy games really, or easy weeks, I should say, on this calendar for your Charlotte Hornets. We'll wrap it up with this question for you, Rob. The most important week of the 2021-2022 schedule. What's the most important week? I'm going to go with the second West Coast swing in December, specifically December 17th through the 23rd. I know you said that was the most difficult. I'm going to say that's the most important. Again, it's at Portland, at Phoenix, at Utah, at Denver. I mean, that's just kind of murderer's row in that sense. We don't know how good Portland's going to be this season, but they've always been a pretty dynamic team out West for the most part with Damian Lillard, of course. But to me, that is going to be really important just because we saw how important that second portion of the West Coast swing last season was in that second road trip out west and how it just kind of played out through the rest of the season because the expectations going into that road trip were okay get the 500 and the Hornets were able to get there and that included a win against you know the Western Conference champions Phoenix Suns I mean that was a really impressive win out west again I just think when you go out west and you play those really difficult teams if you can hold serve if you can get the 500 obviously expectations change from year to year with the Hornets but I think 500 on a west coast swing just being all the way away from home the talent level of a lot of those teams I just think if you're able to kind of hold serve, then you got a good benchmark. See, and I think if you're, if you're 500 in that trip, you're over the moon. I remember prior to that trip that you're talking about from last season, speaking with Eric Collins, television play-by-play voice of your Charlotte Hornets about it, and he was saying, I think it was if they got one win on that trip, it was passable. Two was really good. 500, you're doing backflips because of the quality of the opponents and the challenges of going on the road for that long. So I think it's an opportunity. I do think it's the most difficult part of the schedule given the logistics of it and the quality of the opposition. But it's an opportunity because if you do get two wins out of that or three wins in your 500 on that overall trip, you're feeling really good about how well your team is playing, how well they're playing against quality competition. The fact that you've got at that stage, based on the calendar, your two West Coast road trips, your two long ones, they're done. You're done with them. So I would be feeling very good if you're 500, but I I don't think it's as important because let's say the worst happens. Well, is anyone going to look at the Hornets and say, well, we've drastically changed our opinion because you were unable to beat Phoenix on the road on night one of a back-to-back when you're playing at Utah the next day. I don't think so. I think it's an opportunity. I don't think it's the most important. The two I had circled, one is in mid-November, the 12th through the 20th versus New York, versus Golden State, versus Washington, versus Indiana, and then wrapping up at Atlanta. I picked that one because in this ocean of road games, that's the homestand. So there are easy road games or easier road games. There are more challenging road games. 
But that's the time in the calendar where you're going to be inside Spectrum Center. You're going to have the home fans behind you. You kind of need to take advantage of that because if things go wrong on, say, the the previous West Coast road trip or the one coming up a month after that, you got to wait a while to really have some home games to try and you know recover. So this is an opportunity. But the one I think is the most important is the opening week of the season, and that's a mix of home and road. So your versus Indiana to open things up opening night in Charlotte at Spectrum Center, 7 p.m. against the Indiana Pacers, who in theory are a team you're probably competing with to make one of those top six positions or have a more solid footing in terms of the play-in tournament. That one's important. Going to Cleveland, that should be a winnable game on the calendar based off you know most people's expectations of the two franchises. You go to Brooklyn, definitely a challenging game, but the Hornets beat Brooklyn early in last season. It seemed to spark them. And then you play versus Boston and wrap that stretch up at Orlando. I think it's the most important because it's the tone setter. And again, there are some home games in that slate. There's not a lot of home games the first two months of the season. I think it's an opportunity you need to take advantage of. So pick your poison. I always get mad at you for not picking one, Rob, and and I'm kind of flirting with that line. But I'm going to say opening week is more important. But I do think that homestand in November, very important as well. Two quick hitters for you that just popped in my head. Most important game. Do you have one? Just one game that you're really excited for. The next one. I mean, well, games that I'm excited for, I'm I'm excited to see, you know. You got to pick one. You're just picking one. Gosh. Yeah, Rob rules on effect. Tables have turned. (laughs) I I'd say the most excited game. I'll throw Chicago on February 9th. It's nationally televised. It's the Battle of the Ball Brothers, LaMelo versus Lonzo. But it's also a Chicago team that's really made some big changes to their roster. And as you mentioned earlier, some people are very, very high on the Bulls. I don't know that I would vault them immediately into the top four in the Eastern Conference, but it is possible that they get there. It's certainly a team that the Hornets will be competing with in the standing. So I think in terms of level of importance, the national attention that'll be on it, the interest that always comes when LaMelo plays one of his brothers, I think that one, I would say, is the game I'm most, are we framing this most important, most intrigued, whatever it is. The one you're most excited for. I'll, I'll put that one out there, but I'm in, I'm excited for them all. The next one well, is so, really my answer, so, but I'll say that one. Well, I will say the next one because... Wednesday, October 20th, Indiana home opener, tone setter, revenge game. That's the one that I'm looking forward to the most. One more quick one for you. The city you're most excited to go for this year. You are traveling, hopefully, knock on wood, this season. The one that you're most excited to go visit. Gosh. That's also very difficult. I'm excited to see the the whole country and see the league in, in a different lens, a different light. I'll say... I'll say New York. My brother just moved to New York, so I'm excited. We've been kind of separated by the pandemic for a long time, so from a personal factor, it'll be fun to see my brother a little bit more this season. And also, you know, going to Madison Square Garden, getting to meet guys like Mike Breen, and it's a dream. It's a dream. I'm a very, very lucky person, so I'll say New York for uh, this season is the one I'm most excited about. A little heartwarming note to send you out on here on the HHC. The, the, the Farber brothers back together. He's much more important than me. He, my brother's a doctor, so he's much, much more important and high-ranking in the family. But, uh, yeah, it'll be good to reconnect with him. Okay, so the schedule is out. You've heard our takes. Love to see your responses on Twitter. What's the most important week? Maybe the easiest week in your mind, the most difficult week in your mind on the Hornets schedule. Feel free to tweet us at Hornets, or you can tweet me at Sam Farber Live. And also, most importantly, 
get your tickets, whether it is a high society membership for the entire regular season or a Pick 23 plan where you get opening night, that revenge game. That's a good point, Rob. Revenge game against Indiana, as well as 22 other games of your choosing. You can go to Hornets.com or call 704 Hornets for information on either of those. And single game tickets are on sale to the general public starting Sunday, August 22nd at 10 a.m. You can go to Hornets.com, Ticketmaster.com, the Hornets app, or 1-800-4-NBA-T-I-X. Very, very uh, full edition here of the HHC breaking down the schedule. But again, we will be looking at the totality of all the offseason moves made by the Hornets. That is coming up for you next week. So make sure you're keeping it locked right here on the HHC. Till next Next time, for my producer and co-host here today on the Hornets Radio Network and the Hornets Hivecast, Rob Longo, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thanks for listening to the Hornets Hivecast. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.